Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist by kineticist and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. But I think that's how we landed up here because we were basically like, there's no space as a beginner runner to, to learn how to run. Especially with running, guys think you run every day. You need to run in the morning and the afternoon. You need to do no rest days, you know? And that's, that can be like your rest day. You're doing a bit of strength training, you're slowing it down. You will improve your running by doing strength training. But there's something really rewarding about getting up at like a ridiculous hour going running and then you come back and you've been like, I've been awake for, the, for like three hours already. People haven't even started the day. I've achieved this, this, this. And it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. It's the yeah. best. And sometimes when you wake up and you get a crack of sunrise just to top yeah, it off and so you've had a coffee it. and you're like, a few laughs with some friends, yeah, it's yeah. Six smashed some goals. Done a run, got so a sunrise, had a coffee, yeah, stroked so the dog. Should we go for a run, guys? <laughs> Hey Nick, did you know that it's a cool idea to eat a nutritious diet packed with loads of fiber? Oh yeah? Yeah, you should Google it using Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions. I hear they've been voted number one internet service provider for customer service. Yeah, and you'll get hold of them faster than the fiber can work through your system. Nicola! Davide! My friend, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> as you see me, Davy, as you see me. <laughs> Um, not, not, not much is changing. Um, uh, still getting strong, still feeling good. good. How are you? Have you recovered from your, your um, bout of... I'm getting uh, there. No, 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 I'm getting there. I feel like I'm just starting to run again. I feel like I'm a, I'm a beginner runner, mm. which, which, is, which is quite nice because today's guests, uh, Matt and Brett, are going to talk to us all about beginner runners, starting your running journey they have a running group uh, called Startliners, which my lovely wife, Kath, is a proud two-time member um, at the moment. She's, she's done the course once. She's currently doing it a second time. It's something that I feel really passionately about because I love seeing um, a runner's journey and, and how they get into it and pretty much everything, everything about it. So I'm pumped. Uh, I mean, we talk about everything that a newbie runner would like to yes. know. So if you are a newbie runner, perhaps you're someone that you, you're seeing those runners on the road and you're wondering how do you get started? Where do you start? Well, we today talk about the common barriers to entry so that we make you understand that you're not alone in those barriers. The common barriers to continuing, such as being injured or picking up injuries and what you can do to to make sure that that does not happen. And also the, the just simple tips, you know, what we as current runners would have loved to have known when we started our running journey yes. so you can then start your running journey on the right foot definitely yeah and stick around till the end because matt also gives some really good information about his foundation called sitanda and um, that is something that is doing some really great things in the community so it is an amazing episode guys sit back relax and enjoy here is making a new runner. Making a new runner. All right, guys. So today we are sitting down with Matt Wickham and Britt. I don't know how to say your surname. Mugens. Mugens. There you go. Mugens. You, you, <laughs> went, you went the right way. You went the right way. Thank you, guys, for for sitting down with us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And today we're going to be speaking about, as Nick mentioned before, we came in. Yet it's a, a little. It's a nice little play on words. It's making a new runner. Matt and Britt have uh, founded an organization, a running group called Startliners, which is a 0 to 10K program um, in Durban that my lovely wife is now <laughs> a two-time, well, going for her second, her second medal. And she's absolutely been loving it. And I personally have seen the, um, the impact that you've had on the running community, dealing with new runners. It's such an exciting journey that you guys get to experience and partake with you know new runners i know when i started running it was everything's new you know mm -hmm. you're discovering what is it it's shoes it's what to wear it's how to run it's watches it's like it's like everything's new and for me that's very exciting so yeah thank you for joining us um 
and maybe just give us give us tell us a bit about yourself. We can start with Matt. Alrighty, so I'm also a biokineticist by trade. So I join in with the old Nick here, <laughs> and it's um, it's been something that I enjoy dealing with. I, I deal with endurance guys, triathletes, cyclists, runners, swimmers, trying to focus on a niche market of junior athletes as well. So yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you working with quite a few young athletes here. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's nice. It's relaxed. You can be a little bit immature and uh, <laughs> still have a good time at the same time. So it's 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 a world of fun. And I found like you know I I never really was a runner going through school. After school, I was a bit of a gym butt going through stellies, and then decided like <laughs> hey, I can <laughs> too, right? And I was like, no, well I can swim. I grew up swimming. I was training cyclists at the time when I started my, my practice and I was like, oh, how hard could it be to run? And uh, I think my first run, I had to walk about 10 times my yeah. first 3K. So <laughs> pretty I was hard. like, yeah, it's pretty tough. It's, it's, funny, it's tough. funny how people that levitate from gym into more of an active you know, lifestyle go to triathlons, funny enough, because I don't know why that is. It's like, because you can be averagely good at three different disciplines instead of being really good at one. But what people don't realize <laughs> is that it's it's just it's three very tough sports, yeah, and it's for sure. Yeah, it's like people quickly realize that triathlons are not just like oh, I'll just go do a triathlon. It is. Yeah, you jump you jump into the deep end a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm not in the sporting industry at all. I'm in fashion. Absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> Those asking. <laughs> we were we were curious. <laughs> And yeah, I, like I've always loved sport all through high school and going through varsity. Wasn't really a runner. I think like I would do a three k varsity and be like, bam. So like, so That's like, it. Be, like Benji, like Benji, like Benji okay. now time trialing at the moment. We are <laughs> competing against each other. Benji, for those of you who don't know, is is Davy's long haired dashant. <laughs> Athletic, Athletic. Well, he's on a bit of a weight loss journey. I'm not going to lie, but uh, we're getting there. He's also. He's so, what I wanted to pitch to you guys was uh, start liners for dogs, right? But we'll mm. get to that. It's a good business. <laughs> it's not about. Yeah, it's not I bad. Like it. eh? I like it. We, we've heard about you guys individually. What what made you decide to to start the start liners and uh, and take on this journey? Which yeah, where, where did it come from? So I think we were looking at, um, I guess, different business propositions. Uh, myself and Britt were sitting down chatting. Her mom had done something similar up in Hillcrest. And we're like, oh, it's a, quite a nice way to, to get people active. We love doing it. We up at that time anyway, either training or just going for a coffee in, in the early hours of the morning to watch the sunrise. And we're like, well, let's, let's see how it takes off. I think that initially we were hoping for a, a massive group and we got, I think, 12 runners. Mm. It's our first group, and mm, we're like, yeah. okay, well, this is. Uh, and what this were a good those start? friends and family? Well, well yeah, they were Davey, basically we Matt's old clients. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't <laughs> want to mention that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. when when was that? 2019. I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. and how's it grown since? So we've come a long way. I think we've we at 70 current runners at our at our our latest. Awesome. Yeah. and it's, it's been world class um, I think we, we've increased slowly but surely over each group and it's been phenomenal to see, to see the growth and hopefully we can, we can push the numbers going into the, the New Year's resolution group yeah. yes yeah. And, and you guys do um, two a year yeah, two a year. So one that starts in Feb, and then we let everyone sleep during the winter, <laughs> and then one that starts in October. Oh, yeah, that's that's fantastic, guys. And I mean, in terms of the program itself, it includes what three runs, some some virtual workouts. Uh, how did you find the right formula with that? Uh, was that just the formula you went into from the beginning, or did you did you have to mold a little bit along the way? I think we've molded along the way. Like each session. I think people who've done the program before, people who've done the program twice, sometimes three times, can say that each program is different because each time we go through it, we're like, oh, we could change this, or we don't actually need this run. Um, I think when we first started, we were doing interval sets around People's Park, mm. and I think every single runner was Everyone like, Britt and Matt, <laughs> should die. <laughs> you do not this. like it to them. Well, Catherine also reckons that your Wednesday hills are something yeah you know, those are also terrible. beasts we've we've definitely upped the ante with the wednesday hill sets <laughs> <laughs> well Ka catherine once visited belito and we were driving through the streets and i was like hey kath look that's where we do hills and she looked and she was like that's not a hill that's a gentle incline and this was before she met you guys now 
<laughs> Catherine, she actually annoys me sometimes. <laughs> she thinks, we love you, Catherine. We love you, Catherine. She also wants me to start Pilates, which is irrelevant. But she now she reckons you should come do hills with us on Wednesday. You will die. And I was like, you don't think that that in Belito we know a thing or two about hills. It is basically a giant hill. So yeah, Nick, that one hill that she saw has really ruined our reputation. <laughs> which, which one? The one by your house. Oh, guys, it's it's a it's a gentle incline, you know, when you're doing hills. It depends on what you're doing hills for. So I don't for, know what you guys well, are signing up for. Well, well, well. Look, if you live in Morningside and you are familiar with like Montpelier, Florida, Wallace, Mentone, Innes, then you're like, mm. Marriott Road. Hills. So you guys, you guys take them through how many weeks to eight get from weeks. a couch, from couch to 10K, eight weeks. Yeah. And next, next querying that because you guys are currently doing Kickstart. No, again, one more time, more more enthusiasm. Nick, aren't you currently <laughs> doing Kickstart? <laughs> yes, that that is correct, Davy. But it's, it's not why I'm querying it. It's so just that's a twelve week program. That's a ten week. But I mean, I think ten week, twelve week, eight week. At the end of the day, it's it's amazing that you guys are able to take these individuals from literally absolutely no base to mm. being able to run a 10k and, and you know the the journey is individualistic to to every every person um i think you you're always going to get people that within three or four weeks they could already run 10ks mm. and people that within eight weeks will be able to do it very slowly and walk most of it but they're still achieving the goal and like you say you've had people do it do multiple of your programs and i think that's where the real value comes in you know it's yeah. just building those layers if you don't quite succeed in your first one you you have the opportunity to start again and it's it's simple enough to just be able to get back into it because you know that's that's something that i really do want to chat about in terms of today as yes we we both have programs running and those are like physical programs there's also i mean we've all been through COVID. if you guys starting in 2019 i'm sure you would have you would have gone the virtual uh route as well we actually didn't do a virtual one but we had our last 10k the day before lockdown we were meant i think lockdown was like the thursday and everyone was meant to run their final 10k on the saturday and we landed up shifting the 10k to the wednesday (laughs) and thursday we went into lockdown she's so th- those guys went into lockdown on a, on a runner's <laughs> oh, run high and <laughs> yeah. it hit them low badly. Uh, that's and that's when, the, when you take the whole running craze in the gardens. I'm pretty sure it was those guys starting. <laughs> <laughs> really sure. But I mean, guys, in, let's let's talk a newbie runner now. So you, you've got an individual that perhaps has got some interest towards running. Perhaps they've got friends that are running. They've got family that are running. They've maybe watched a running race on TV and now and now they want to they wanna lace up and run i'm getting goosebumps (laughs) it's such an exciting journey it's it's an exciting journey it's an exciting time of your journey but i think it's it can be overwhelming because there's as davy mentioned at the start of this there's so many things that you need to actually know and and that's where it really helps to to be in the hands of someone that can assist you and guide you along the way and and also a lot of people you know don't land up first tries with start liners with a group you know like for me even i i landed up at regents or or i think sort of my own then went back to regents and I, i think the running community whilst we're extremely friendly can also come across as you know very intimidating uh, to to a newbie, it's it's not something that a lot of people just do naturally. Yeah. So yeah. I think I th- also going back to like when we were talking about how Startliners started, I think it also goes back to when Matt and I started dating. <coughs> I would run, but we would go for like a two k run after work, which was exhilarating. <laughs> and Matthew would basically run backwards and run circles, and I was like, "Well, oh, this." Wouldn't is advise that to anyone. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> kind of what I do when I want to run with Nick. In your relationship, don't do it. <laughs> No, no, you laugh, but Davey does that to me still nowadays. No, I'll we'll be warming up, and I'll be warming up at the pace that we know we should be warming up. Davey's running into the distance, he has, and he stops his watch, <laughs> waits for me to come up to him, and then runs again into the distance. No. So I'm marking my territory. Yeah, yeah. you got you gotta, you gotta like put in place like the alpha. Anyways, Davey, this podcast is not about you. Not about, <laughs> not about you. Say it was about but we can talk about your journey because you're one of those guys that started with without knowing anything about running, and it took you a while to fall into the right pattern and into the right groups to sort of make the the growth that you've been able to make. But I want to just chat briefly about what are the common barriers to entry into running that that you guys have seen in the past in your programs. So you're talking about like the reasons why people feel like they can't go running or they they shouldn't go running or a, a 
maybe they're feeling reserved about something and they never end up taking that actual step to going running. Yeah, so I think, I think one of the major things was they've had a bad experience. Mm. They went to do a park run and they couldn't run the whole thing. They've got a competitive edge and they can't handle the fact that they have to run slower or they can't run a full 5K. I think that some people are a bit nervous. They go, oh, well, for my body type, I shouldn't be running. Or I've had a knee niggle or old injury and it'll, it'll exacerbate it or make it worse. Yeah. And we try to create the program where it's almost based on like a return to run program for someone who's injured. It's slow, it's progressive, uses very strategic times and moments where we increase the load and the, the volume. load and the volume. And yeah, I think, I think that way it, it, it encourages our runners. They go, well, it, it seems like this is the right way to do it. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest barriers I think is, is mainly the confidence of running with a group or that's not the barrier. That's the, the resolve out of it, I guess. They want to run, but they're too scared to run by themselves or yeah. don't know how to run by themselves. So they pace themselves incorrectly. There's also that safety element, you know, especially growing up in this country. And I mean, we, we're pretty fortunate where we are here in Belita. We don't really worry too much about safety. You know, you guys in Durban on the promenade, it's also pre it's a pretty nice place to be. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a lot of individuals that don't have access to these sort of safe areas mm. to go out and run. So they end up doing a lot of indoor running and perhaps that's not I mean, what you get into running for. And yeah. I think you also need to find your reason as to the, the why, you know, the proverbial why that we always say, what yeah. is your why? But wh why do you want to run? Is it for your health and wellness? Is it for your fitness? Is it for a certain goal that you're wanting to achieve? And I think a lot of people <laughs> pretty much lose sight of that when they start because it's so difficult, right? Saying I'm going to do it is the easy part. Once you actually yeah. lace up those shoes and you go for a run and you realize, like you say, can't even run a, a kilometer. You yeah. can't even run five minutes unbroken. But I guess then that's where having the right program, layering slowly before you know it, you, you, you're achieving things that, yeah. you know, you, you couldn't even do before. And, and you guys must see some really amazing, you know, stories. Oh, I gosh, mean, we get emotional yeah. every uh, single I time. You, like, we, like, get teary-eyed. That's why I love – that's why I was so happy when Kath uh, signed up for the second time because I was like – I also love coming and seeing – like I'm like, okay, like who's gonna be there? And like, I love hearing about like people's journeys. Like obviously you've had people that come back, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there's something like I've said so special about you know someone's first time trying to achieve a goal. And if I take Kath as an example of just of this running journey and, and joining Startliners, you know she literally started from nowhere. Um, and my journey with her was was you know we we rock up at Startliners and like you said like it's it's the, it's the intimidation or, or uh, the, the nervousness of running with a group like I would have to sit with her in the car and wait with her and you know get get accustomed to the group and then like also feel it out and it, it was such a journey and at first you know she, she really struggled but the progress I think the progress is the most rewarding part of it is when like I remember she would sit in the car and she'd go I, I can't run a 5k there's no way I'm gonna run a 5k comes back what did she do 5k and there's there's that switch when when she went from I can't do it to I did it. And then you can see the wheels starts, you know, turning. And she's like, well, if I did that, then what else can I do? And now there's, then there's a six and a seven and eight Ks and yeah. 10 Ks. And mm. now guess what? She's talking about wanting to do two oceans, 21 K. And it's just like, that's, that's the, the exciting journey for me. It's like, we put doubts in our minds of what we can and can't do. And there's no real reason why we should say we can't do anything. It's like, Kipchoge, you know, says like no human is is limited. Like we are we are designed to to break barriers and we are designed to you know test ourselves. So it, it, for me, it is really special about seeing someone you know set a goal, doubt that goal. We're all <laughs> gonna doubt that goal. Every yeah. single goal, like even for elite runners, someone who wants to qualify for the Olympics, they might think it's crazy. And you know, getting there and when they achieve it, it's just it's really something special. Well, they say if you don't if you don't doubt your goals, then perhaps they they're not it's pushing not you out of your. Yeah, they're not set high mm. enough. Yeah. Yeah, but then Brett, your journey from from running two k is potentially different to what Davy's journey of going the route of not really knowing what he was doing and then figuring it out. Whereas you you had Matt along the way guiding you, and I mean, how was that journey? Where where is that at now? Well, I think that's how we sort of found ourselves 
Yeah, because, I mean, after nearly breaking up 42,000 times because he would just run circles around me, um, we've really come far. I think I also, in my first 21K, I think we also broke up about 32,000 times. <laughs> I just kept a safe distance. Have you not learned? <laughs> I just ran about 20, 30 meters ahead. I could still be in sight, but I wasn't getting shouted at. So, so there's no gentle hand in the back, none of that. No, no, no. 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 What did she shout at you? You're, you're getting in my way? or It's usually a... You don't have to run with me. I can run by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I get a bit of that yeah. when I'm training with Kath on the road now. <laughs> it's uh, I, th- I think um, I think maybe it's I, I'm I'm putting her off rhythm or something like that. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You're like I'm just trying to support. Where do you, where do you want me? But I think that's how we landed up here because we were basically like there's no space as a beginner runner to to learn how to run, to, you know, some people say, oh, I want to start running, and they go knee-deep in and run a 5K. Yeah. Um, or a 10K. Or oh, a 10K. You're going to Regents, and you're doing Friday morning, and you're doing Regents, and you realize that Oaks are clocking in a four-minute Dude, decade, and yeah. you're going, oh, what the hell, I don't even hear And you don't even know how long 10K is. Yeah. yeah. And you like 5K is in, and you're like, you're so f- deep in Durban North, you can't even turn back, and you're like, well, I'm in it now. That's <laughs> no, crazy. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's also one of the biggest factors is mm-hmm. like, we wanted it to be a niche market. We wanted it to be, you know, somewhere fe- someone feels safe. They go, okay, well, park run, you can walk around. It's regions, there's club runs. But like, but also why, park would, run, you, why would you join element. a club if you don't even know how to run yet? Yeah. Like, we, we've missed a, a massive step in, yeah. in the, the runner's initial, journey. The initial journey. Yeah. yeah. We almost wanted to become like the filter group. So, yeah. Our runners learn how to run, and there's so many amazing running groups. Like just in Durban, you've got the Run for Coffee Girls, you've got Tiki, you've got the Beset on a Monday. So there's so many amazing running groups. But to get that confidence to exactly that lace on your running shoes and, and wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go run blind out just running, I think is quite an overwhelming experience for most now there's definitely a big need for that i think around the country and running clubs it's a common problem that i think a lot of running Mm. clubs are having is is getting the new runners into the clubs and with running becoming such a mainstream sport as well i think it's really boomed especially post covid uh I, i think in this country i mean even prior to covid as a country uh we we definitely are up there in as one of the top countries in the world in terms of percentage of actual runners per population Uh, i mean we saw that with the vitality running world cup that uh, we actually ended up winning but i mean it wasn't really like very it wasn't really announced but we did win that world cup in 20 i think it was 2019 or 2020 and that's all based on just the amount of kilometers that you run collectively as a country so I think, you know, running as a sport has definitely come a long way, but the infrastructures for getting runners from the ground to actually building them up into a, a comfortable, a confident runner that can just go and do a 10K, there's definitely lack thereof. And, you know, it's important to have communities, small communities like the ones that you have created to build people up to that comfort zone. But how do you then retain them or how do you then keep those guys running thereafter because you know there's the barrier to entry and then there's the barrier to continuing after after you achieve your goal how hard is it to retain those guys or to keep motivating those guys to keep going i think that's probably one of our biggest challenges in the program and i don't even know if we have the answer for you we're even we're still unpacking it and figuring out like where to from here we've created this amazing program (coughs) and this amazing community but so many of our runners get to 10Ks. I literally had a lady today say to me, I can't believe we're finishing next week. Now what? Yeah. Um, so Sh- it is, yeah. it's, that, it's that figuring out of how to keep going. And yeah. to, it's almost like that accountability. I think because they've signed up for the program and they have agreed to meet us there at five o'clock in the morning. They've paid le- for it as well. They've paid yeah. for it. There's this level of accountability to show up. It's not just a coffee run that they can yeah. maybe oh, skip out let me, on. Let me just... Like, but I don't you know, like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a two-way street, though. I mean, you guys are having to be there as well. I mean, how mm. does it affect your training? So I think that's what we... We initially tried this Master 10K program, which was an additional eight weeks. And we tried to get guys... There was about 10 people, I think, who wanted to stay on, try and master their 10K, get faster. So... It was like a continuation of the program. But now f- instead of doing eight weeks, we're now doing 16 weeks. So for 16 weeks or four months, essentially, 
you commit it to other people. So yeah, for, for me personally, I found like that was a hard commitment to make considering I'm trying to do half yeah. Ironmans, full Ironmans. Like where, where do you fit in your time then for the rest of the day? Yeah. Do, do you not then try and like maybe seed them into, into running clubs afterwards, like affiliate yourself with a running club and, and get that running club involved? Because for me, one of the biggest differentiators was going from like Regents and I used to be part of DHS Old Boys. And what's changed my running journey is being with the Dolphin Coast Striders. Because once again, like I think as a runner, you look for community. Um, I think community Absolutely. makes it so much better. No one really wants to run on their own. Um, some people do, but like you look, you look for that sense of community. And some clubs have got it right. Some clubs haven't got it right. But I think for me personally, like if a runner was to see the value of joining a club, I mean, that, that personally would be my recommendation to, to yeah. a runner is like, you've got it into running, you, you, you're chasing some sort of goals. How do you, you know, stay accountable? Start line is only happening twice a year. Find a club. And yeah. Find yeah. a club that you actually like. Don't just sign up for the club that's closest for you. Yeah. I, tra- I travel from Amstoti to Belito every single day because I, I really right enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, it's right yeah. for me. I think that's what we would like to try and do. We want to try and reach out to, to neighboring running groups and maybe do like a collaboration. Yeah. So like straight after the program, potentially collaborate for one or two runs. And it basically is like that feeder that yeah. get your feet in the door. Here's the teacher's hand, hold it. And then the parents go the other way. So yeah. we, we would like to keep it as a niche market, but then still have that development continue. We don't want it to be, okay, we're going to see you twice a year, every year for the yeah. next 10 years. And you're not going to progress. Yeah. Some people do come back and I think, we have to understand the difference of why they're coming back. And some people be like, oh, I was in the back group last year and now I'm in the middle group. They come back because they generally enjoy the program that you've That's that also the together. biggest thing, the biggest feedback we get is people just love the community. Like this yeah. community of like-minded people all essentially going for the same goal of just completing the 10 kilometers because there's no time to it. So it's not like you're out there chasing your one-hour goal for your 10Ks. Yeah. You're just there to complete your 10Ks. And so many people come back because of that just to have a chat and run and I think basically have someone tell them how to run. No, I, I, I just think it's a very big challenge. Even if you had to try and affiliate yourself with a club, I think it's running in a club is so different to what you guys are offering. It's you guys are offering that individualized care. Uh, you know, those people feel safe in that space. Even if you had to get them to run a 10K or to run walk a 10K, there's still, a, it's, a, it's a huge jump getting them to a running club and them feeling comfortable in that community when they know absolutely no one in there, even if they've got a friend going with them, it's it's very difficult to just say, I'm going to affiliate with this club and you know anyone that comes through this program now can, can filter into there because that club then essentially also needs to have a program where that newbie-ish runner can now begin the journey towards becoming an even more confident runner. And it's just, again, layering process of those bricks of training. Yeah. A club basically has to have like the master 10 program that we created essentially yeah. once you've nailed the 10 kilometer to then go into the next program to now start working on that time, working on that pace. But there's, there's obviously a very big market for it because like obviously like as we're speaking now, I mean, I, I just I just assume like everybody either loves running or wants to run or you know who, people who are part of a club are there because they want to be there and all of that. But obviously now you've got this group of runners who like want to run, maybe are doing start liners or or a similar running journey. But uh, like we're saying, like how do how do they keep going? And it, it is very difficult because yeah, I just it it's like how do you how do you get that that to carry through? Yeah. But, yeah. You guys have done a really great job at Startliners. Matt, I've seen it firsthand. I mean, you're in the front. Britt, you're in the back. So you guys really, you know, cater for everybody there. Yeah. Um, I bet you see some more inspirational stories in the back there. Matt, you are floating with people that, like, look yeah. like they just run seam- seamlessly. Yeah, I, I get the easy parts, I think. I, I just manage the pace, make sure people don't run away from us. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I literally have to park the bus. And Oaks have to stay behind. And one of everyone's biggest mistakes is that they want to go straight out like a bat out of hell. They mm-hmm. whip it straight out of the, the starting blocks. And they're trying to get as fast through that 5K as possible. And you're like, actually, you need to slow down. <laughs> like, you try and talk negative splits, but they don't really understand that. So you just go, okay, cool. We want to start easy, finish hard. 
Um, and that's what my my goal is, yeah, is to, to just not go out hot. Yeah, Davey still doesn't <laughs> understand yeah. that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, do you want to join Starliners? I'm basically part of the crew. Have you not seen me there every single week? Angie's going to sign up for the, the new I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling, telling you, Starliner for dogs. So and then and then talk to us about, obviously, I mean, this is, a, this is a debate. Not a debate, but a conversation that Nick and I constantly have is a, a strength training. So Nick obviously bases his practice and does a lot of strength training <laughs> yes as he is a, a buyer and uh, and with his coaching he does a lot of strength training but you guys obviously start liners you don't really include any strength training in it um starting at the at the core so you're just looking at running yeah so we we do actually do a strength training uh twice a week it's a very basic program um, <laughs> it's very simple body weight stuff you can do at home at home yeah yeah it's nothing really that's going to be too adventurous i mean we've just got them to running now we're going to get them to the gym as well it's uh, i think that's a, a big ask I've never so seen Kath doing yeah, any exactly. workouts. Not. So Look, no. I do think we've dropped the ball this program the round where we like, oh, we didn't send out the program. Oh, we that's why. Yeah, so we, we're putting our hand up to blame for that one. Yeah, look, but but we I'm, I, I must admit, I'm in the same boat as Nick here. Like, I, I swear by strength training, it's a preventative type of procedure, stops you from getting injuries. You can build muscle and not overload the body. Um, especially with running, guys think you need to run every day. You need to run in the morning and the afternoon. You need to do no rest days, you know? And that's, that can be like your rest day. You're doing a bit of strength training. You're slowing it down. You will improve your running by doing strength training. That's what I believe in. I think uh, yeah. we sit on the same fence there. Look, we, I think we just see so much of the other side of the fence where people are getting injured and the answer, I mean, when they do come, eventually come to see a bio and it's often their their last last point of call because it is the hardest thing you know because you actually have to put in the work it's not it's not some something that someone's going to do to you yeah, that take now this pill. is going to change you <laughs> you actually need to sit fast and actually work for 3 to 6 months on something to actually see the benefits of it and like matt says it's it's hard to manage it in a in a program so i think it's important as part of programming as i as i've mentioned before david just listens to it one ear out the other <laughs> every time we're running he's trying to throw some 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 piece of evidence I've that he's got, found I've got a few articles to send you after this i've basically debunked the entire david doesn't even read the articles <laughs> i ask him what's in the articles i don't know i just saw the heading strength yeah, training just, doesn't I work just, I get, I get no caught idea. by the, like, the, the clickbait. I just but see. From, from <laughs> that perspective, I, I actually have some, uh, some evidence for you, Davey. So this, this program that we've started about no, seven weeks ago, uh, it's again, it's a couch to 10K program. It's a 10-week program. And we've included strength training, but we included actual classes. So the guys are doing three runs a week and they're doing two classes, two big group classes. Again, very light body weight. There's been a pretty heavy drop-off rate because it does become difficult for people. Yeah. At gym, so maybe surprise. surprise. <laughs> we had f- maybe forty to fifty people starting the program, so we had fifty people in that group class, and now there's maybe half twenty five people. Yeah. But what we have seen with that program, which we haven't seen in previous years, is the high. We haven't had as much of a percentage of drop off in the people running because they're not picking up injuries. Yeah. And I think the main thing with strength training, especially at that basic basic initial level it's not you're not actually building strength you're just building that neuromuscular control so your body is now better able to cope with the demands of the running and also you you are in the vicinity of people that you know if you've got a calf niggle they can tell you okay well maybe you should miss that thursday run and you'll be fine by saturday because when you're a newbie runner you also don't know i think the biggest thing is knowing the difference between a good pain and a bad pain and you only learn that once you've had enough of a bad pain (laughs) knowing when the (laughs) days are and so i think the strength training helps a lot and it helps even more in a, in a new environment and i think if you can start your running journey with strength training as well making it known to your body that the two go hand in hand it's not something that you add over the top once you now started picking up all the problems i think you're bound to have a better longevity with your running yeah. and i think it's like you said you're around professionals people who know what they're doing and they'll respect your um, profession and they'll respect what you have to say and if you say look i really think you need to jump in and go see a physio and yeah. within the week you should be fine they'll be better off for it instead of trying to get to the run um i know that david you're saying kath is sick this week she hasn't attended two of the runs but 
rather than her coming in and being sick and trying to run and then being off the whole week next week, she's done the right thing. Two days off, listen to her body. She's going to be back on Friday. She's going to run the 10K next week. Yeah, no, she it, did do the right thing. If, if I was the one, I would have, <laughs> I would have, been, I would have been there and done more damage. So wow, none of us in this table surprised. <laughs> Davy, Davy is a special case. But you know, I think as we mentioned, those barriers to entry, the barriers to continuing injury is probably the most, the biggest barrier that I see. You know, when someone picks up an injury, it sends them a couple of weeks back. Sometimes it sends them irreparably back. They don't want to start again thereafter, and especially in a program that's eight weeks long right now you do a program that's eight week long program you pick up a calf niggle and you hurt yourself now you can't run for two weeks now you go back the group has moved on you're going to pull out you can't carry on you you feel like you've been left behind and you know it's difficult to also then continue thereafter it's say you did complete the program but now you completed it but you've pushed through a lot of pain and now you you know you should be continuing thereafter and going on to your next 10k or your 21k but now your problems really start to catch you and then you find yourself back at the start again so i think injuries is probably the most important thing to try and prevent in in a newbie runner and if you don't know you you need to get that advice professionally straight away do you think that carbon fiber shoes can make a difference in your running speed you should try Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions for your home or business. They're fast, effective, and take the podium for the best customer service in the game. We speak to our guys. We're very, we're very open with them. And if, if they come with and they're presenting with a, a serious injury or something that they're not going to come back from or they're going to be out for two, three weeks, we openly say, like, look, it's not going to be a good idea to try and push through considering we're at a very important developmental part of the program Mm. i think Uh, we also find like one of the first things we say to our runners on day one is you know this is an individual journey and i feel mm. like running is always that it's an individual journey and each person is out there trying to tackle their own goals and yeah sure you know you you're going to have bad runs and you're going to have the person next to you is going to have a fantastic run it's just the luck of running and that's what we always say to our runners like it's so individual and a lot of the time in week one week two we find our runners just like bolting for that finish line trying to be in the front pack and only by like week three do we see things starting to settle where people are finding their rhythm finding Mm. their comfort space and we find once people accept that this is their pace and this is their comfort space those injuries start to decrease like we see the numbers drop in the group because they aren't pushing themselves, they aren't overexerting themselves. They're literally just staying within their boundaries, within their parameters. They're also making like groups within yeah. within each other, yeah, then, yeah. And like little pockets, yeah. little support structures, and those I think are the key support structures to try and and keep those runners together Definitely. going forward thereafter. I mean, at our, at our club, once we once those guys have formed little tight knit groups, it's even if it's four or five people strong, those four or five people keep each other accountable to try Definitely, and to continue yeah. running afterwards. So I, I think, as you say, but it's just, it's a game of patience. And as human beings, we are, are so quick to just compare to someone else. Or you have a runner running past you, oh, that guy's running so fast. But yeah, you're seeing the product of what perhaps has been nine years of just consistent 5 a.m. wake-ups training. You know, you don't see that. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to reiterate being patient you know, it is a long journey and it's a journey that gives back to you just as much as you're willing to put in, it gives back Absolutely. to you. Yeah, And it's a hard journey. Like running is, I don't know if it's just me, but running is not always the fun part of exercising. It's you, <laughs> like you come off a week yeah. of being sick. Running can suck sometimes. Yeah, like you come off a week of being sick and all of a sudden it's like you've never run in your entire life. Yeah. 2Ks, 5Ks, 10Ks feels like the hardest run of your life. But it is the most rewarding it's sport. It's so rewarding. It and like the community, and I think that's the biggest thing, seeing this community develop. And you know, you're talking about f- like finding your pockets of people and mm. finding your running partners. Mm. It's the friendships. It's the friendships. It's the communications. It's when you're having that hard, hard run and you've hit that mental block. Somebody else maybe in the group is having a good run and is like, come on, guys, we've got one more kilometer left. And sometimes on your run, that's all you needed to hear. Okay, if they're going, I'm going, we're going to mm, do this. That extra motivation. Yeah. So yeah. is that, would you say that is your why behind running? It's those those friendship groups, those... 100%. The, the support structures. Yeah, I think you just, you meet the most incredible people while running. And sometimes you are having the worst day. Sometimes you're having the absolute best day. And I feel like people just 
can break down those those barriers and just connect over running. You're just connecting and chatting and it's like nothing else really matters. I also feel like you get to know somebody on, on a different level yeah. when you're running because it's, it's like, you know, people often put up these, you know, barriers, you know, they come out and they're well presented and all of that. And then running for a lot of people is, is quite un- unnatural. I mean, for some it's yeah. very natural. But I think I think you're very vulnerable. It's quite a humbling journey. It is, yeah. it, is a, it is a humbling journey. So the friendships that you make, you know, definitely have made have made friendships running that with people that I would never, ever have come across or met somewhere and, you know, formed that bond. But there's something about going on, a, like for us, when we go on long runs with, with, with uh, people in, in our group, you just, you form a very unique relationship. You The, the conversations that you have, I mean, you you you're all on the road at like 5, 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, and you get, you get to know things that you would never know about people if you were just to meet them you know, in, in a different scenario. So for me, that is one of the most special things about running is just, is just you know, the, the amount of stuff that, stuff that you learn about people that you would just never know and, and, and just how people you know, put down those barriers or the, those, those big walls that they have. Yeah. So, so what is your why behind running then, Debbie? I think for me, there's two whys. So the the one would be the camaraderie and the friendships because I generally love it. I, I just, I love, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I do love the camaraderie of, of what running does to people. And then secondly, it's it's the reward feeling. Chasing a goal and achieving a goal, uh, those are the two things that I absolutely love, love about running. I love the social aspect of it and then also being able to set a goal and like we said earlier is do something that you didn't think you could ever do. I mean, before I met Nick, my PB for a marathon was, was three hours and 45 minutes or, some, or something of, of the sorts. And we worked on it. And I remember I was in the kitchen the one day and I said to Kath, I will never, definitively never run a sub three hour marathon. I couldn't fathom it. And I was like, it's impossible. I was like, I was like, it is just too fast and I will never do it. Hands down. And I made a statement, a blank statement. I was like, not going to happen. And then to do it and not, and not just, you know, and scrape through. It's like, do it comfortably. And my PB was 245 with Nick. It's just like, sure. once again, it's like overcoming that, 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 you know, thing in your mind that you, that you just definitively claim is impossible. And I would challenge any any runner. Set a challenge. I, I I would challenge you know any of those beginners. Say you'll never run a forty two k. You know, get into your running rhythm, and then sign up for a forty two k. Or don't go straight into a forty two k. But obviously, the the journey is just so exciting, and smashing your goals is something that I firmly believe. And I believe think in. a lot of our runners experience that just with start signing up to do their ten k. Yeah, we it's had a, huge a girl on last week Monday. They did their they did one of the 8Ks and she crossed the line after her 8K and she just burst into tears. She I was just you. like unbelievably proud that she didn't ever think she would be able to run eight kilometers. When she first joined, she could barely run three. And you've got someone who this, and I think that's the biggest thing where we remind ourselves, like, I think for you when you run your 10, 10's like a training run now. And M- mind you, mind you, <laughs> the, the, way, the way I'm feeling now, when, okay, Kat, when Kath was like doing 8Ks, I was like, shit, that's far. I was like, 8Ks hurt. Eh? Didn't you run 12Ks today very fast? I'm on, on, the, the, I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> I definitely checked the strong. He's right. He's And he's like, oh, listen, listen, I'm struggling now. I, I don't know what's going on with I me. I didn't set the pace. Yeah, sure. It's always someone else's. That was uh, the Tiki Tonga group. Don't, <laughs> if anybody's starting out running, don't go there. Don't go to Tiki Tonga <laughs> on a Wednesday if you like learning how to run. But I think Davey hits it on the head there with, in terms of continuing post a program like that. I think that the goal, there needs to be a clear, concise goal, whether it's to go back and, and, and now do the 10K, but redo it better and say, 100%. even take that, that same program that you guys have given them and make them redo that on their own. And, and, and here's the time that I'm going for now. Um, I think just having that consistency is the most important thing. So obviously you don't want, you don't want to break that cycle, especially once they've gone eight weeks unbroken into a new routine, <coughs> that that's probably the most important thing, right? With, with having that, that goal, that, that goal that does scare you, but is achievable. And, and obviously having people that can guard them and, okay, look, I think running comrades in, in five months time, probably not the right idea, but 
you should maybe look at this 21k in Cape Town and you know guiding them along that way because I think picking the right goal is also extremely important because yeah, don't set yourself up for, for failure it can yeah. go horribly wrong and, and that I, goal also makes it all worth it it makes those early mornings worth it like yeah. there's no goal as you were saying earlier about like if your goal's not big if it doesn't scare you it's not big enough I think every one of our runners could maybe put their hand up and say like this was hard week five week six they hit that mental block of this is hard, like waking up, my body's tired. But knowing you've got that goal, it makes all of this worth it. And I know yeah. even when I was training for my half marathon, the idea of doing 21 kilometers was so daunting. <laughs> but waking up, you had that community, going back to what you were talking about, Davey, having that community, those people that you're waking up with every single day, training 5 a.m., it, yeah, it just makes it all it's amazing how the body just adapts and overcomes. No, nope. like, but adapts to what? Sorry, <laughs> overcomes. I mean, you thought you think you can't do something, and like no. you say, you train and you become, and all of a sudden that becomes your normal thing. Like you train for a ten k, you think it's this big overwhelming thing, and then before you know it, stick to stick to it consistently. In a year's time, it can be an easy run that you're yeah. now doing for fun. Yeah, I think our goal based program is 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 literally one to achieve the goal, but it's it's to also. I find that what we try and do is we try and create motivation from our side, but to create self-motivation and self-belief that they can do it. And we use simple techniques where we'll retest them, a simple run. Can you do a nonstop 3K? And what was your time? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then in week six, we go like, hey, we're going to do a, another nonstop 3K. And be like, oh, no. I remember how hard it was. And you check their eyes when they come past and they've done – Two minutes better or five yeah. minutes better, I think, was our best one this, this year. Yeah, we had a five-minute five improvement. improvement over three Ks. Yeah. That's and, I mean, over three Ks, it's yeah. incredible. And then you start to see that self-belief change. Then you start to see yeah. these guys, their eyes light up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my word, it's actually, I can run. Yeah. I can do this thing. And, I mean, off of that, Matt, what would be all your top tips to give – a, a newbie runner, you know, like especially a, a new runner that you perhaps have seen in at the that first week of your of your program. Like, what would be some tips that you would tell them? Pace yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Always, my first one is: this run is for you. Don't run to chase down someone because you feel you want to be in the front group. Run within yourself. Run within your parameters. Run to who you are. And everything will be fine. You know, Kath had to learn that lesson. Hey? Sorry, I've mentioned Kath a million times, but she's a she's a she's a valid topic here because she's doing start timings. <laughs> but she also had to um, get over that how fast other people are running and, and run for herself. And I think that's also like we've said is like one of the biggest challenges is seeing other people running this pace, that pace. But at the end of the day, you're running for yourself. Yeah, for and sure. And if your pace is ten minutes a k, like Benji's. Benji's pace, and that, that's fine. That, that's your pace. You know, at the end of the day, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else, and, yeah. and that's what matters. So I, I had an example, and um, I was running in the front, and I let the guys go because, you know, they can smell the coffee at the end, of the end of the run, and they start gassing it. And I say, okay, guys, you guys push ahead. You know it's the last K or the last 500 meters. And I start tapping back and seeing how the middle of the group is doing. And one of the girls said to me, I'm really struggling with the pace in this last like, kilometer, 500 meters. And I'm like, well, you're running 30 seconds per K faster than what you should be doing. So why don't we slow it down? And suddenly she's like going, oh, well, now it feels like I'm, I'm comfortable and her heart rate's back down and she's breathing and talking and chatting. And she's like, I just felt like I was trying to, I thought I was getting dropped. So I tried to pick up my pace. So immediately her thought was, I'm not good enough. I need to try to run faster. Whereas actually the other guys are just running really well. And if she just had to take a second to look at her watch and be like, oh, I'm actually running the same pace I have been this whole time. Yeah. Completely yeah. different mindset. So that whole pacing thing, knowing what's, what's your comfortable zone, your comfortable heart rate, your overall feel, I think that's my major, major top. Yeah, thing. of that, that's just be kind to yourself. Like your body yeah, is going through a massive yeah. thing. You're... You just you're showing up for yourself by being there. Don't don't let anyone else ruin that. Like you you there, you're on your own journey. Mm. Do the best that you can. Well, and if your goal needs to change, your goal can change. But you know, be yeah. kind to what your body can do. Also talking about just like showing up. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but has waking up at four AM gotten any easier 
over the years four most, years in and most not. no it's something it's something <laughs> no. it's something that i'm still like every single day i'm like yeah. the running gets easier but the the 4 a.m still hurts yeah. but that's but i tell you what it's having the the running group meeting you day at 5 a.m that the helps the 4 a.m otherwise i wouldn't do it i wouldn't I, do it i wouldn't <laughs> do it it's all yeah, about I, community i think because people are arriving and we need to be there to tell them the route yeah. we often look at each other like we can't just call in sick, can we? <laughs> no. No, we've got to get been, up. There's been many a morning where we've left. And now we start legs turning at 5.15 and we've left home at like 5 past, 10 past 5. And this like, morning being one of them. So, yeah, it, 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 is, it's, um, it is tough. Uh, I think normally by week seven, we start to get a little bit grumpy. Crumpy, yeah. Like with the, you know, when you, your your fuse is running low, and it's you're tired. You've been waking up every morning, and it's also I don't wake up at that time only on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays as well. <laughs> so it 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 does. Are you, it not a, are you not a morning person, man? I love being. I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. Okay. Getting out of bed is the problem. Yeah. Once I'm out of bed, there's no problem. Are you a morning person, bro? Not even the slightest. <laughs> That's I why think that's I like the also roots in the morning. <laughs> you, you, you've had to become a morning person. I've had to become sure. a morning person. Matthew will wake up at 5 a.m. and open up the curtains and boil the kettle and blend the new tree bullet. And then he's like, oh, sorry, did I wake you? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't there also so, something so special about like crawling out of bed on one of those days that you've, you've, you're feeling tired and then like being like, it's like every single part of your body is telling you no, no, yeah. no, no. And it's so easy to go back to sleep like you're the only person well if you're meeting a group but even if you're meeting a group you can say oh i've said nick a few excuses i'm not gonna lie before recently oh, I, had, I had some bad chili last night like <laughs> i'm gonna run here on my own and sleep in for another hour but there's something really rewarding about getting up at like a ridiculous hour going running and then you come back and you've been like i've been awake for the for like three hours already, people haven't even started the day. I've achieved this, this, this. And it's a, it's an amazing feeling. It's the yeah. best. And sometimes when you wake up and you get a crack of sunrise just to top yeah, it off, and so you've had a coffee it. and you're like, if you last with some friends, yeah, it's yeah. six o'clock, some goals. done a run, got so a sunrise, had a coffee, stroked the dog. Should we go for a run, guys? I'm pumped. I got some shoes here. We got some shoes here. Hey, size size ten, size six. Uh, six. Let's go. So, so, so guys if if people want to find out more about the start liners and how to get in touch how, how can they get in touch with you guys so you can find us on our instagram page okay. we've got the start liners on instagram we also have a facebook page um i didn't even know people still use facebook they do but they i do. was do. yeah i was Twitter, i mean uh, the tiktok 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 our start liners should have a tiktok page they definitely should featuring benji I can feature Benji uh, for, a, ben, for a couple ben, thousand bucks. Uh, <laughs> Benji is a TikTok <laughs> famous. Uh, Benji, you know Benji's got eighteen thousand followers on TikTok. What? He's, Not he's even TikTok joking. famous. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then also quickly, Matt, I just want to ask um, a bit about your foundation, Satanda Foundation. Awesome, I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, yeah, so so for one of our start liners, we donated some of the earnings or the monies that we we got in from it. So I think we donated about six thousand rand towards Sitanda Upliftment projects. Yeah, um, each time we try each start liners, we try donate ten to twenty percent of the profits to an organisation just to give back to the community. Okay, and, and talk to us about Sitanda as a as a foundation. So at Sitanda, what we do is we try and uplift uh, early childhood development centres or ECD centres. It started off with the ambition to, you know, go national and have ECD centers across the country. Uh, with COVID kicking in, we limited ourselves to one. We crossed a lot of bridges. We had a lot of um, hurdles to, to get through. And we we're sort of like paving the way as we did it. You know, we've all got our own day jobs. We're all trying yeah. to do this um, in our free time. Um, we now have a school built in Inanda from 18 months to five years old. Those, those are the kids that we support. Uh, we feed them, bathe them. We've got proper ECD teachers in there. It's a safe environment. And I think we've, we've got about 50 to 60 kids that we, oh. that we school on a yearly basis. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. We do a lot of different sporting events um, to try and promote fundraising for it. I know that we're lining up Midmar Mile being there. Okay, yeah. 
their 50th year of the event. So we've got our own start batch. 150. I'm not sure. 150. Yeah. 150. I think that so- sounds a bit too much. Just promoting but not out here. Yeah. 1800s. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Like we're dating back a couple of years. Yeah, when right? you date back, yeah, it's not 150. So <laughs> <laughs> Who's off <laughs> with that? <laughs> what the heck? Okay, sorry. So, so yeah, we, 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 we love to promote healthy lifestyles and, and that's why we do trail runs. We do star lines being one of our, our fundraising little stints at mid mile mile. We're trying to get Oaks out and about, get them on their feet, get them in the pool, get them into healthy lifestyles. So it's, it's what we live by and that's why we try and promote that type of fundraising events. Okay. And um, your involvement, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Are you, you, you started Sitanda? Yeah, so I'm one of the directors of okay. Sitanda. Um, the three other directors actually initiated or started Sitanda in Joburg. Okay. I decided that Mid Mile Mile was a good idea to, to try and create a, a fundraising event. So I got together 30 people. We did a fundraising event. I think we raised like 50 grand. And um, from that effort, the boys are like, Bro, let's do more. Let's do more. Yeah. Come on board. We'd love to have you as a director. What you're doing in Durban, it's you... You know the face of Durban, the Durban, the Durban liaison. They called me. Okay. So, so yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll be a part of it. We would try all and like grow. Pretty, pretty all I'm boy. thinking is pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty boy. <laughs> no, okay, okay, carry on. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's not uh, take away this. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a it's a huge passion of yours. Something that obviously, I mean, it's a it takes a selfish person to, you know, back something. Obviously, I mean, you talk about, you know, your time in a day, your start liners, your coaching, your, your, your bio. And then obviously this, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lot. So you do it, you do it cause you love it and you love seeing a difference in the community. So if somebody listening wants to find out more or maybe donate or inquire about, you know, um, organizing an event with you, how would they go about doing that? Uh, they can either contact me at Matt at sitanda.org okay. or they can go through our website which is www.sitanda.org and um, we also have a Facebook uh, pretty sure we do have a Facebook page now you do. Uh, Instagram is probably the quickest way to get in comms uh, otherwise directly through the website um, or just drop your cell number over here no I'm just oh. joking <laughs> <laughs> pretty boy, yeah, pretty boy. once, once you guys see the picture that. of all of us with Matt you're going to want that cell phone number <laughs> and Brett you can also put your cell phone thanks number thanks for being so inclusive <laughs> Davey <laughs> <laughs> gotta be inclusive guys well thank you so much all I'm saying is yeah. that start line is, is mostly girls there yes this is very this is very important also yeah. quickly yeah. give, the, the give us give us the demographics so demographics I think I think it's definitely more girls. Yeah. I think it's, it's aimed at everyone. Let's mm-hmm. put that out there. Let's be very clear about that. It's aimed at everyone. I think that being a guy, guys are a little bit more egotistical. So to do a Ooh, beginner's... bold statement. <laughs> bold statement. I disagree. <laughs> so, so to join something which is very basic, like a starting group, yeah. I think most guys would just jump... Nah, Over my dead body. Yeah, I'll do a 5Ks. I'm going to do regions Zero to 10, I could run no 10Ks yeah. tomorrow if I wanted. Exactly. <laughs> um, whereas girls are... one. Swallow your pride, boys. That's, girls are more promote... Uh, they, they, they drive by the fact that they are, it's a safe group. There's strength mm. in numbers. It's a social group with social elements, but definitely drives the social media factor for it. Oh, so there's yes. Like and morning there's photos, and sunrise there's free photos. prizes. That's yeah. It. yeah. I think you, you guys have had a sponsor like every single other day. Every week, every Friday. Shout out to your sponsors, sponsors perhaps. Sponsors, eh? sure. Sport so they, they definitely keep us going. Eh? Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's amazing to see the brands that come on board, the brands that want to come on board. They're all local brands. So we, we keep it local. We want it to be, you know, support local. And it could be something as simple as like a nutrition bar. Or there you go. So if you're also a, 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 a brand listening to this and you want to get some quite literally very organic, real exposure to a target market that you might like, then Startliners is also a really good place to tap into. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. But guys, thank you so much for coming through. We really, re I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I I love the journey that you guys are on. Um, I wish I could. I said to Kath, I said, I said maybe I should just start a, a competing, a competing inliners thing next to them. <laughs> but it'll be different. <laughs> and like, like, you can't. I was like, damn inliners. I haven't settled on the name yet. But that's why you need to do some work on the name. That's why I settled for start liners for dogs. You know. Fair enough. Yeah. Niche market, even more niche market, guys. But we've got a few dogs who've joined. Yes, we've, we've got Stevie. Benji comes for his three on. But a are they paying? Rex. I you mean, see, you're missing out on some real good revenue. The, the there. paying dogs. The paying dogs. Do, do you pay, know that one of the cuddles? Uh, do you know one of the best uh, markets to be in is the pet market because pet owners will just buy the stupidest shit for their for their animals. <laughs> If you sell a Starliners program for dogs, guys, I'm telling you. Soon we'll have dogs running in, in sneakers. <laughs> yeah. they'll, have like, they'll have like sports. There's a whole sports. other market that you... Then you have, instead of your your future life bars, you have your your doggy Dog bars. Dog energy bars. Doggy bars. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm giving you all the ideas. We'll take it off air though. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Cheers, guys. guys. Thanks so much. <laughs>